0: And we are live. Welcome to episode 61 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, now powered by Q. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski. I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California.
1: And I'm Nancy Minnikozzi, an instructional technology coach in northwest LA County, also in California. Just a reminder that we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that.
0: No. And you and your pooch, today's coffee fact, can enjoy a cup of coffee together. Okay, it's not really coffee as that's the you know harmful to our man's best friend. However, instead, it's more of a tea with herbs such as dandelion roots, chicory and carrots and things like that. It's said to make your sidekick less food obsessed. <laughs> I'd like to see them try that with my dogs. And still not sure you want to try it? No problem. Keep sharing the carrots and the apple slices with your poochies, they'll be loving it. All right,
1: well, we'll have to give that a try. So tonight's guest is Benjamin Hartman, who will be talking to us about how to find your tribe on Twitter. So Ben, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, that kind of thing.
2: I am a uh, instructional technology coach in West Suburban Chicago, Uh, School District Elmhurst Community Unit School District 205 and I'm in my 17th year of Education 13 of those were spent in the classroom fourth and fifth grade classroom teacher in Wooddale District 7 Um, All of this is right around O'Hare Airport Um, Married proud dad of a sixth grader and third grader and as an instructional coach um, I look to help with instructional design implementing technology and helping teachers try new ideas
1: It sounds great so tonight we're talking about using Twitter to find your tribe. And I know that Lisa and I are big Twitter users, but what do you mean when you say your tribe?
2: So tribe for me in a very 21st century um, definition, I hope, is to find that group of like-minded people or people who that uh, you click with and, and who you connect with on hopefully more than just a professional level, but based around similar interests, I think so often with social media, um, we find in not just the Ed sphere, but outside of that, that um, sometimes people are very disagreeable and Edu Twitter, as we like to call it, um, certainly has um, aspects of that where people are willing to challenge each other and have those, I think, important conversations, but also um, I found it to be very much an, an a la carte experience that is you can, go and ask a question, you can connect with um, some of the bigger names um, in terms of, of who those characters and players are, as well as maintain the lurker status where you simply follow and, and see what other people are talking about. So it can be anything from um, following uh, the Will Richardson, George Kuros, um, Jen Gonzalez of the world or, or uh, simply sitting back and, and watching what those conversations go on there. So to build your tribe I think is a really powerful concept. Um, you know, Teaching has changed so much I think since all of us have started. Um, but it, it can be a very insular profession and one and when the door closes it's you and students. Um, even if you have the most collaborative of teammates. I think Twitter offers another channel, another opportunity to go and see what others are doing, share what you're doing yourself and, and get some honest feedback on what that what that looks like.
1: I, I think that's great. So why Twitter and not other forms of social media?
2: Um, Twitter for me took off um, around um, an ed camp that I was at and and that media, um, piece seemed to be one that was a, a place where teachers could be themselves, and so um, in the earliest days of it, I think I've been on for seven years now, um, my experience with it was one where I could filter out those, um, in, in trainings I've done, we, we sometimes called it the Justin Bieber effect, I'm sure there's other other characters or people who would take that, that place now, but... Um, Sometimes the question was raised, why why would I go there? Twitter's only this and this and this, and I think Twitter is very much um, a powerful tool for whoever wants to use it. And so, um, if you watch your late local news, the weatherman has a Twitter, the sportscaster has a Twitter, um, and and so what you put out there and what you solicit back using that um, is very much tunable if if you and with some a few simple steps, I think. Um, I don't find that same dialogue or or um, variety of voices in in other places. Google Plus, um, I know for those districts that are one to one or that live in the Google sphere, that's a built-in tool that's there. Some people find great depth there. Um, I haven't necessarily Facebook. I find a lot of times um, to be more of a um, that, that closed circle, and so you have to invite others there. Twitter, you can sit back and watch, um, and so very much like that TV on in the back of the restaurant or. Or um, you know, if noise is going on at home, you might simply have the TV, you know, just just muted. You can sit back and watch those things. And then when you see the on ramp or the access point where you want to ask more of a question um, or put yourself out there, I think that's a great a great way to look at at Twitter that way. Um, you know, there's Instagram as well as another popular one where a lot of districts um, like to put out that picture first, right? And and that's something else I think is interesting about Twitter the the way the dif- dis- different districts. Um, have branded themselves in a way of a, you know, a hashtag that they use or that they follow um, Twitter. Well-tuned. I it's, it's the only, the channels you want, and the conversations that you um, want to peek in, in on and see and, and follow those people that you want to follow. So that's, that's why I'm have stayed there as long as I have I Like to try a lot of different ones, but that, that's the one that's really stuck with me.
1: Yeah. I, I feel the same. I think that, I like the the idea of the TV analogy because you can kind of watch it and then jump in, just like if you have the TV on the background in your house, you can turn up the volume when there's something that that's interesting to you. Um, so along those lines, when you're talking about watching it go by, um, it moves really, really quickly it if you're can, looking at right. your feed. So how do how do people? avoid becoming overwhelmed. What's what's your best advice for that?
2: My best advice for that is to um, implement a, a Twitter aggregator. TweetDeck is my preferred one. It was a couple of years ago. Twitter actually bought TweetDeck. And so you have um, sort of like a lesson plan format almost with different columns on your computer screen. And what I have on mine, for example, from left to right is my feed, which you're absolutely right. It can go 100 miles an hour, especially if there's something big going on. Um, and so with changes in policy or Department of Ed announcements or technology things that can be going 100 miles an hour Other ones I might tune into could be a specific hashtag and so things like hashtag EdTech chat or EdCamp or um, a specific topic there's fourth chat um, fifth chat yell chat and so on um, so many different places you can tune that and aggregator is a great tool aggregator is a great tool to use and and um, Only follow those ones that you have interest in or that you look at. For me, links from those then to articles, to artifacts, um, or experts in the field tends to be enough of that conversation. Um, Since we're on the TV analogy, we'll keep going with that one. I'm, I'm a big ESPN fan. But if you watch for much more than an hour, you're starting to see the same thing again and again. And so Twitter's one you can step away from for a day or a week and come back and probably not. I mean, you're missing some quality conversation, but those topics tend to come up again and again. And so um, if if you're looking for uh, uh, different chats or different topics, those things can be um, archived in a, in a sort. You can go back and look at those things as well. So Twitter chats are another great way to find um, topics or people that you're interested in. In, in those, it's uh, usually a 10-question format for an hour. and um, the moderator of the chat puts the questions out, they can set it so that they actually send themselves, they can be involved in the chat too. Um, many of those have the questions published ahead of time. And so um, I know Buffer Chat does one, That that's a good, another aggregator tool you can use to time your tweets and put things out at different places. Um, and it's a nice way to know what the topics of conversation are gonna be, have maybe a picture or two, an artifact, uh, a snapshot from class to share there, or even have questions. Um, um, to build off of those as well. That's where I've found the the cast of characters, if we will, following the TV analogy still um, of those voices that resonate with me. and Twitter's another one where I, I don't think there's um, necessarily the hurt feelings or the or the oh, what if I unfollow or unfriend or or whatever and so um, there's been times I've been looking for instructional resources and I've followed. Um, we read *Touching Spirit Bear*. Our sixth-grade uh, ELA classes read that, and there are people who go and do research in that chain of the illusions off the Alaskan coast. It's super specific stuff. Um, we've had authors Skype in and join us that way too, and and Twitter is a great way to connect with those different um, different cast of characters. And and when you're done with those conversations, there's you know you just. Drift away, you go somewhere else, or even step away for a little bit. Um, I find it to be one that can it can it can simmer, it can rest, and then when we come back to it or or feel a need to go take a look at it, it's it's right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's say I am a complete Twitter newbie. Okay. What should I do in order to be successful at jumping into that very um, deep pool that is Twitter?
2: Um. Know that you're going to perhaps make a couple of missteps here and there. The first thing I would consider is your handle, and that's your, your at, um, your, your name. And so I've gone through three different ones, actually. I was um, the name of my classroom you know, when I was still in the classroom. And then uh, I was a tech coach for a while. So I was Tech Coach Ben, convinced that was the end all, be all. That's the only thing. And now I'm the Ben Hartman, which sounds a little ostentatious, but there's a lot of Ben Hartmans out there. I um, mentioned George Kuros earlier, he makes a really great point of, you want your picture to be you, and so when people look at your account, they know who they're interacting with, that it's not, um, if, if it's your classroom account, that's a much different um, piece than it might be professionally. I found helping teachers to get on there, new teachers are new to Twitter, um, getting a good picture, having a real brief blurb on your, your bio of what, what you're there to learn, what you're, where you are. Um, And then uh, a handle that makes sense i think that um there's a lot of tools online you can go and type in your name or your job or things you're interested in um and so i i have friends who are people i follow on twitter who are um very descriptive in that regard i have others who are um to go along with the the dog theme from earlier i think there's it's, it's one pug lover um and and so we know a lot about that person right or we know something about that person but we probably don't know a ton about um what I can't now think now who that might be and who that person is actually but um, um no we, that's,
1: that's true you know and just i have had to change i changed my twitter name and of course if you look on twitter i looked at those tools that you're mentioning and could not find anything because apparently everybody else is named Nancy as well. So that's how I ended up with Coffee Nancy.
2: Ben Hartman was a place kicker for East Carolina University and did wonderful things for them. I'm sure, but he's he's long gone, and I don't I don't know what the young man's doing now. But but yeah, so the Ben Hartman um, and 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 how you're known professionally as well. I think uh you know the
1: yeah and, cer- and the- certainly
2: people they put some credentials on there sometimes masters of ed or you know doctoral um um as well and then. I think the next thing is to, um, if you're more comfortable lurking and watching for a little bit, find a hashtag here or there. um, Talk to a colleague or a coach, maybe a principal, um, who you think is pretty well connected and then start to um, tune in and, and, and see what the conversation is about there.
1: And can you clarify what you mean by following a hashtag in case somebody doesn't know? Of
2: course, I'm happy to. So a hashtag is a code that's used with a pound sign. Um, for those of us who remember push button phones, it's one of the no, push buttons at the bottom. Um, and and so when you add a hashtag, it is not yours. There's no proprietariness in that. And so um, companies will use them, of course, to try to um, curate or collect the, the conversation around things. So if you're watching, say, the Home Run Derby from baseball, Home Run Derby 18, or MLB Derby 18 might be one that they use. So they have the hashtag symbol there. No punctuation in there. Sometimes they can read sort of funny. Um, I mentioned fourth chat earlier. So it's the number four TH chat for fourth grade. Um, EL chat, TESOL chat for teachers of English second language chat um those all signify a different group or conversation um like i said they're not proprietary nobody owns a hashtag you might find people who say they created one here or there um at an ed camp a few years ago we did an il tech coach so ill tech coach always take a second look glance at those oh, wow. to see what you're spelling um, and then after you, after you found one of those, I think that's a great way to start to pick your channels, so to speak of, of what you see.
1: Well, that is great information. Do you have anything you'd like to, um, elaborate on before we close out any hints about how people cannot get frustrated or anything else? I, um, I, we, I, we will have links to all your, to the resources in our notes. So go for it.
2: Thanks. I linked in there an article. Uh, I think there's one from edutopia. Um, as well as some other places. There's a gazillion articles online talking about teachers and Twitter. Um, you wanna check your district to see if there's any specific rules they have. You don't wanna put kids' pictures up. We all have that no photo, no video list, double check that. Um, you wanna see if there is a district initiative or district hashtag, we have hashtag IgniteD205 is our current one. Um, specific schools, mine is also hashtag Churchville, um, And so help to amplify your voice that way. Um, don't be frustrated initially if you don't get a ton of followers back. I'm somewhere around twenty one hundred, which is a nice happy number. Um, it's not a scorecard, however, um, um, and, and so just just keep that in mind. There's a huge conversation going on there, and I really think that teachers are missing out if they don't um, if they don't do that. Check your rules and regs in your district, um, and. Uh, have fun. And and you'll you'll certainly learn a lot. And if you need to step away for a weekend or whatever you need to unplug and do that, give yourself that time too. It'll be there waiting for you when you come back.
1: That was great. Thank you. Yes,
0: thank you. And thank you for all our listeners. Um, so if you enjoyed the show, and of course you did, please leave us a comment to let us know. Um, tonight's comment question is... What is your best advice for getting started on twitter or if you're not on twitter quite yet what's holding you back get started and join us on monday october 1st when our guest will be what uh, my dog um my dog hi she (laughs) muted me um She had to come up and join me. Um, but our guest will be some somebody completely fabulous, um, possibly talking about Project Lit Detroit. So I'm really excited about that. Well, I can't
1: wait to see who it is. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, please rate and leave us a review on iTunes so people can find us. Remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things they're doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks so much.